0: is like a total 180 from alien it it doesn't bring you into the environment it's not well acted it's not well written it barely has to anything to do with space it's just that jason happens to be in space <laughs> <laughs>
1: the movie is jason x which is jason 10
0: aka jason in space <laughs> <laughs> jason in and space. all these things <laughs> oh it's man. the
1: 10th installment in this franchise uh and I of course it was Jason X and so I assumed it was the 10th one but then I had to step back and really think about for a long moment that there were nine other Jason movies before this one Friday the 13th is the first horror movie that
0: I ever watched by myself oh really yeah. yep mm-hmm I don't even think I can remember the first one I've seen.
1: I remember I was really young. I was unsupervised for a couple hours. I don't know what was going on. I don't I don't remember if it was like my mom was going to go run an errand or something. Um, but I knew I was like, oh, I've got enough time to like watch a movie. And um, for whatever reason, I felt like I had full reign over the VHSs that we had. So I was like... I'll watch this one. This looks interesting.
0: (laughs) What a rebel.
1: (laughs) I was probably, um, this is like so terrible. I was probably 11 years old
0: and I found it truly terrifying. (laughs) Oh, that's good though. I mean, it's cool that you actually got to be scared by it. Yeah. I
1: mean, I had never seen anything even approaching a slasher movie. I think I'd maybe seen Are You Afraid of the Dark?
0: Yes. Yeah. I love that show, Snick. I,
1: yes. I loved that show too. But I mean, that has like, it's like jump scares and stuff. It's not like a um, horny cam
0: counselor is getting murdered in the night. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of sex in Jason. Uh, and not just Jason X, because there's a lot of sex in Jason X. But uh, the Friday the 13th franchise just is sort of dependent on sex as like his trigger. <laughs> I mean,
1: he drowned as a boy because he was neglected by camp counselors who were off partying. And it seems like such a slasher trope. Like, I think that when you think of those horror movies from the 70s and 80s and the kind of kill counts that happen where it's like, oh, the stoner guy is going to get it. Um, The couple that has sex, they're definitely going to die. And then the people who survive are like, you know, the virgin final girl and um, the decent, nice guy. You know, that's always, like, the people who actually live. And I feel like J- like the Jason franchise just, like, totally, like,
0: wants to check off all those boxes in every movie. Right. And it's really funny because Scream, I-, I don't know if you remember Scream coming out. The whole theme of Scream was, you know, don't have sex. Once you have sex, you're up for grabs. You're, <laughs> you're going to be a victim because – it's so played out. This really brings that home. Let me tell you, this movie.
1: <laughs> I should have maybe thought about it beforehand, to be honest, because this was our space season, and uh, because you kept referring to this movie as Jason in Space, uh, I was only kind of thinking about it as a as a space movie, and like how ridiculous it was going to be that we had our hockey masked villain traipsing about on a spaceship but it was kind of just a retread of a lot of these other kind of slasher stereotypes but in a slightly different setting
0: (laughs) we should let our listeners know that we actually are not friday the 13th connoisseurs at all no actually
1: not even close yeah
0: i i yeah i had only ever seen the first one and I actually went to theaters to see Freddy versus Jason.
1: Oh, wow. And that's it. Okay, so you've got a couple under your belt. I think I have seen Friday the 13th twice. I think I watched it once when I was like in sixth grade. And then I watched it again uh, maybe when I was in college. But... I, I have a very... I mean, it's camp counselors. I have a loose understanding. And I think that the concept is so strong that I, I get why they want to keep bringing this character back. But, I mean, this movie s- stretches. <laughs> it is. It it's is bad. pretty
0: elastic. <laughs> when it started out, the continuity was there. You know, there was Friday the 13th and then Part 2 and 3. And those really strung along. They made sense together. Aside from the fact that we find out, oh, in part two, actually he didn't drown as a child. (laughs) You know, and we don't actually even see the hockey mask until part three. Mm -hmm. So I think it's it's such an interesting um, franchise because it's so centered around this icon of this hockey mask, but it wasn't even in the original episode. But that's what we recognize,
1: yeah, I feel like they really glommed on to the masked serial killer. Uh, I mean, it's your Michael Myers, your mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and your Jason. And then I think that a little, you know, <laughs> a touch later than you had your your Freddy Krueger, um, who just has that scarred face. But I feel like they, they really leaned into the, like, how can we make this character uh, into that icon so that people will... Halloween costumes
0: <laughs> yeah well what's funny is as a kid I always got those guys confused you know I forgot who was Michael who is Jason and uh, Leatherface yeah uh, who is in Texas Chainsaw Massacre
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, they all had masks it was like a thing and it's just funny that this guy didn't even start out with a hockey mask
1: we probably have so many listeners right now who are like angrily yelling in their cars as they're listening to us <laughs> because they're you know i mean 70s and 80s like slasher movies are such a thing and they're so like big in the genre <laughs> and it's just and like he not chose probably
0: speed. the worst <laughs> probably chose the worst jason movie to cover
1: <laughs> which i mean was it was i want to say it was fun to watch but i want to say the word i want to use is flummoxed there was so much of the movie where I was just like, <laughs> people had to make a deliberate choice on some of these things.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I was reading about all these movies. So, you know, after we have our original trio, we have a new character introduced, Tommy, and he strings together the next three. And and they do try to keep the story making sense. Um, there's like... Jason is supposed to be cremated but up oh, it turns out Jason's not cremated he's he's resurrected he's <laughs> he's now supernatural um and it moved into this net you know next phase where his resurrections just made made less and less sense you know he was resurrected again by a medium this time and he takes on Manhattan and dies in a vat of toxic waste in the sewers you know it's just crazy like it just spirals this this series spirals and at some point the creators became very embarrassed of these movies but they kept making money so they did it anyway no shame (laughs) yeah no shame in the capitalism game i mean (laughs) no i mean and that happens in this movie too i wonder if they were poking fun at themselves
1: a little meta commentary with our professor lowe character
0: yeah, I don't know if the writers were smart enough uh, to consider that when coming up with these character motivations, but, you know, I'll, I'll give them that. Um, and I remember seeing this trailer, Jason in Space, you know, that was how it was marketed. And I was just like, what? That's stupid. Like, that that doesn't make any sense. I I am not interested in this movie. I was never interested in seeing this movie, actually.
1: I didn't know this movie was a thing until we were planning the season.
0: Oh, that's so funny. I feel like that really shows our age difference.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think that we just have, I mean, we don't have a huge age difference between us, but I think it's just enough where there were things that you would have been a teenager for that I would have been, you know, an older kid for that just wouldn't have caught the same like cultural things. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I do remember seeing Freddy vs. Jason and thinking that was a lot of fun. So I was very disappointed when I watched this one yesterday and realized it sucked.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, this one came out in 2001. I think Freddy vs. Jason came out in 2003. And uh, with a different crew. Uh, This one was directed by James Isaac. R.I.P. Yep. he, He did a handful of horror movies. This one, it... You know, I, it didn't totally bomb. They kind of broke even on it. The budget was somewhere between eleven to fourteen million. It grossed about sixteen point nine million. Oh boy! <laughs> so I mean, they got their popcorn sales right. Um, but we have our our Jason in this one is ooh, his name is Kane Hotter. Kane Hotter, yeah, and he's been Jason yeah. a handful
0: of times, right? Yeah, this is his last time. uh, He had been Jason four times. And did you know, Kane Hodder is a juggalo. He he kind of looks like a juggalo. (laughs) He does. And I was like, that's such a weird tidbit to to fall in my lap, but I have to share it with everybody.
1: (laughs) I wish that there were more celebrities that you found out that they were juggalos. That's so much. What does that say? (laughs) It's so much more fun than finding out they're Scientologists.
0: It is. It is. Because there's an escape from being a juggalo.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a little more family oriented than Scientology, maybe. Yeah. I think that one of my favorite little bonuses, maybe Easter eggs in this movie, was David Cronenberg. Yeah. Isn't that great that he was
0: in this? I was so and also surprised. not great.
1: I was so surprised. I was <laughs> like, what is he doing here?
0: I, you know, I have no idea what the man looks like. So I I, I knew that going in because I was reading about the production. And he, he's worked with Jim Isaac on The Fly and a few other movies. But The Fly is the big one. Yeah. And uh, it's really funny that he decided, you know, hey, I'll be in your Jason X terrible piece of shit movie. Why not? <laughs> it looks like he had fun. I love it.
1: I, and I love that. Uh, jim isaac he has so many film credentials for working on um special effects and so i was like oh you know david cronenberg like that's what that's his jam right that's what he's known for Mm -hmm. and so i can imagine them bonding over that and i I tried to keep a special eye towards any special effects that they were doing in this movie knowing that was isaac's background oh i love the
0: screw (laughs) I think that might have been my favorite. Well,
1: the screw was pretty gnarly. There were some, like, maybe some good um, body horror shots, but the, any
0: time they used CGI, I was like, Oof. I don't know about this. Yeah. And did you know that Pixar was part of the special effects crew? I did not. They are in the credits. They got a thank you.
1: Oh, I wonder if they lended any, like, rendering tech or if they did anything consulting or whatnot that would be interesting to learn this when they really hit their stride
0: was Jason X exactly that's what put them on the map
1: so we've talked about this movie kind of obliquely. we've said a dozen times already at least that this is Jason in space but the the plot is surprisingly pretty thin for as complicated as a concept as Jason in space might be <laughs> Uh Jason has been captured by the U.S. government and full transparency. I have not seen the movie that came before this, so I don't know how the government actually captured him. I don't think it matters. <laughs> and they're getting ready to cryogenically freeze him when things go awry. Jason gets loose. He kills a bunch of people. And he and the lead researcher, uh, Dr. Rowan, is her first name. They both somehow get cryogenically frozen, where then 400, almost 500 years into the future in the desolate remains of earth one, some scientists are exploring the ruins and they find these two frozen bodies and they decide to take them back to their spaceship Uh, where they are en route to Earth 2. And as you can imagine, things go
0: awry pretty quickly. Yeah, because Jason is just a pretty tough enemy with zero fear. He just walks through the room and does whatever he wants, and somehow nobody's able to stop him.
1: The maddening thing about Jason and the thing that... I dislike about him as a villain most of all is that he is just a pea-brained bloodthirsty shark in a human body. I mean they mention a couple of times that his brain is very small (laughs) (laughs) and as soon as he is reanimated he is just on autopilot to kill any living thing in his vision you know anything that he can see he's like i'm gonna go kill that thing he has at this point no motivation other than to kill and so he's like no more compelling a villain than the shark in jaws and i would say that the shark in jaws has more humanity than he does so i would say the shark gets a couple more points yeah
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) right he is really one of the more boring villains i think you know the first movie was interesting because it wasn't even him it was his mother and that, mm-hmm. that gave you something to think about. But now his mother's long gone, and he's just this zombie that wants to hack things to bits for some reason. So you'd think we'd get a lot of really fun deaths in this movie, right? There's mm-hmm. a huge crew in this movie.
1: There is a gigantic crew. They have on this spaceship not only researchers and their interns and students but they also have a military unit with a full like military like guard at the ready there's a ton of people on the ship
0: yeah it's huge yeah and it's so boring all the kill scenes he is just such a boring villain they do this really cool thing when we start off the movie where it kind of feels like you're dealing with Hannibal Lecter. They're like in this weird abandoned what? parking lot.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> like a he's... weird warehouse. Yeah, this giant yeah. open
0: warehouse. And he's hooked up to you know, like a similar like a like a a dolly almost, right? And mm-hmm. and he's chained to it and of course somehow he escapes and kills the first couple of people, but it's so boring. We we don't really get to see anything. Mm-hmm. The first guy that we see get killed, like he falls out of the door and the doctor is like resting on It's like she's leaning on him and she's like, hey, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> she's just as bored as we are.
1: <laughs> it's It's so sad because they move through these kills so brusquely that I feel like Maybe it's the sheer number of people that he's killed that's supposed to be the shocking thing or the interesting thing. They throw off hand at one point that Jason had killed around 200 people before he was captured. And so just the, the scope of the number of people that he can kill is so huge. But then, yeah, especially in this opening scene, it's just so kind of trite. I mean, I think that... Overall, in the movie, though, they rely too much on the machete.
0: They do. You know, he's somehow defeating all of these people with only a machete. And they have really high-tech weapons. Like, I don't know. I don't know my weaponry. They look like giant bazookas or, like, laser bazookas or something. Yeah, I was
1: going to say they're, like, laser (laughs) rifles almost. Or, like, laser machine guns. Like, they have a, a bunch of different types of guns lasers. I mean, this movie is set in 2455, so it's in the future. And uh this, you know, unkillable zombie is
0: able to just kind of chop through him with a machete the whole time. I I did want to give this movie some credit for it being set in 2455 because at least that's far enough out where I can believe, okay, some of this stuff might exist. These little these little ants that f- regenerate your body like that's pretty cool that that could happen um we read about that in seven eve's
1: mhm nanobots a little kind of yeah, yeah like mm-hmm.
0: not 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 fixing people but fixing spaceships and i was like okay i can believe that but they couldn't amp up the death scenes it's still just a fucking machete I know. in space i feel like there were
1: so many opportunities where jason could have I don't know leverage the tech against the crew but he he really didn't and they waited until quite late in the movie to give him his upgrade <laughs> and I was like even with yes. his upgrade his upgrade is just making him more indestructible it's not really giving him more unique ways to kill people
0: no like a laser machete
1: Oh, Megan, that is such a good idea. <laughs> I know. Send they... you back oh. in the time. Put you in that writer's room.
0: <laughs> Dude, I I think the writers missed so much in this movie, really. There were so many opportunities to make this movie more fun. And that's that one's just off the cuff, which I'm terrible at. So that tells you how poorly this movie was written. <laughs> I was really trying to remember
1: all of the... Crew deaths on board. It was really hard to distinguish between so many of them because so many of these guys just get a machete to the face or to the arm or something. I think my favorite of the deaths on board, though, was the very first one because it was maybe it was the the only one that was surprising. Which is, uh this movie. I'm gonna stop for a second. (laughs) Is rife with things that are not only technologically impossible, but also just like bad science. <laughs> so they have this, uh and it's not a good movie. So I'm gonna use some terminology here, but I mean she's the bimbo blonde character, right? Like that's what she is. I
0: yes, but she's also the only one taking this shit seriously. Like she's trying to get her work done and not fuck her co- workers or her fellow students. <laughs>
1: yeah, she's in a crop top and her like blonde hair is like down and I'm like why are you even bothering to wear gloves right now?
0: So I I did like her crop top. It was cute. <laughs> but it was
1: so inappropriate for the
0: setting. I know. Okay, I can't wait to
1: get into the clothes with you, but her name is Adrian <laughs> and she's one of the researchers at uh, research interns and she is supposed to uh do not an autopsy because they know he's not dead but she's she's working on jason and he comes. you know he's back in business so he comes to life and he grabs her head and uh, this is so unbelievable but they happen to have a sink full (laughs) of liquid nitrogen just loose (laughs) just loose liquid nitrogen as one does (laughs) and he shoves her head into the liquid nitrogen which uh, has this like pretty cool, fast freeze effect on it. And then he pulls her head out and shows her frozen face. And I thought that they were just going to leave it there. But then he smashes her face against the counter and her head shatters. And that was pretty cool.
0: It was great. I was like, ooh, this movie's this is just kicking off, right? It's going to get better from here. And it just doesn't. Most people get a knife to the gut yeah a knife to the gut or they get like
1: pushed into something (laughs) um or like kind of more often than not you have people sacrificing themselves or kind of killing themselves
0: like especially in the back half of the movie my other favorite death scene was the campers the the simulation at the (gasps)
1: end (gasps) yes oh my gosh these (laughs) campers
0: I thought that was hilarious. I was like, okay, here's where they're trying... Like, here is the one part of the movie where they're trying to make this interesting for us. So Jason sees this simulation, you know, they're hiding from Jason and they throw up a sim and it's these two camp counselors who are like, hey, we want to, we want to do some drugs with you and have some premarital sex, which I thought was, I was like, okay, I appreciate this. This is funny. They were like poking
1: fun. It was so good. I was like, oh my gosh, to be one of these actors so much fun. That's exactly the kind of role I need in a movie.
0: Yeah, and then when he picks up the sleeping bags and starts throwing them against the tree and against each other, (laughs) I was like, okay, that's fun. That's what I came to see because I know this isn't going to be good. I just want to see some fun stuff. Yeah. Other than those two, maybe the screw was funny because we got a good pun out of it.
1: Yeah, I could see that one. He's screwed. (laughs) I think that my, besides Adrian at the at the top where it makes me feel like the movie is going to be a little more exciting is the end I mean they don't use the setting very well they're in space and they actually use space almost not at all in this movie and so I did appreciate that we had at least one death scene related to space which was they're trying to escape at the end, and Jason punches a hole into their little escape <laughs> oh, shuttle. Yes. You know, it, there's, like, a vacuum created. And so all of, like, the stuff in the ship is, like, trying to get sucked out of there. They're all holding on for dear life. And Janessa, one of the crew members, she's just, like, she can't hold on anymore. And a great, like, has gone up against this hole in the side of the ship – and Janessa gets pulled. And you don't actually see it happen. No, but they the, didn't show it. They didn't show it. It was so such a waste. Such a waste. But they'd yeah. already used all their CGI budget by then. Um, but they <laughs> but they flashed to it. And you realize that Janessa just got cheese gratered through the, <laughs> through this grate. <laughs> and I was like, how how amazing. Why, why weren't they doing space-related deaths this whole movie? Yeah.
0: Why didn't we get to see Jason in a spacesuit? Uh, yeah,
1: you, you know, when he gets his nanobot makeover at the end and he's like Terminator Jason, he is out in space and you realize that he's like still able to do stuff out there. Of course. Of course. There's there Oh, was just a, like Alien. There's a brief, yeah, like exactly <laughs> like Alien. Okay, but then there was a brief moment where I was like, oh, Jason can just, like, be an interplanetary terrorist where he can just, like, yeah. like shoot himself to other planets, drop down, kill the population, move on. <sighs> uh, but, of course, that didn't happen. But no. it's just kind of a wasted environment, I think.
0: And, hey, I want to give you props for remembering uh, Janessa's name. I could not remember anybody's name in this movie. Um, I even watched it a second time. <laughs> I watched it twice in two days to try to remember these people's names. They're just so forgettable. Um, and so I wrote in my notes, it says, girl with pagan shirt sucked out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had to Google the cast list multiple times because yeah, the crew members are so interchangeable. They have only a couple of personality traits to share between all of them. Yeah. And... It's it's really hard to distinguish who is who and who's important and who's expendable. It's it's tough. So you don't have to give me too much credit.
0: I I think she was supposed to be the comic relief, right? She she had most of the like quippy one-liners. Like in this scene she says, "This sucks on so many levels."
1: <laughs> yeah, and she was the one who said, um, well, "He's screwed." So she gets yeah, she gets those lines. Yeah, she she's kind of the funny one. And then there's another girl who I cannot even visualize what her face looks like right now, but her name is Kinza. And Kinza is the same character, but a little, like, whinier. Like, yeah, yeah, that's the only difference between them.
0: It's really their clothing that sets them apart and not much else. Because Janessa has that shirt that's, like, wide open with a bar connecting the two sides together so you get to see some of her uh quote-unquote cleavage um and kinza is that her name Yeah. because <laughs> i can't remember yeah kinza. she's the girl I, I just she's girl with green cropped up yeah <laughs> that's all she is <laughs> which
1: i want to talk about the general horny vibes in this
0: movie oh my god because i think
1: the clothing i think the clothing ties into that very directly.
0: Very much so.
1: I could not get over how every single woman on this crew and their researchers and doctors is wearing a crop top. And then eventually Rowan, who is our doctor from the past, she is like, I'm going to take off my sweater because we got to fight Jason. And what is she wearing underneath her sweater? A crop top. (laughs)
0: oh it's so indicative of this time I really hated fashion at this time I was in high school and I was not skinny you know I I was not someone who should be wearing crop tops I have a midriff I still do and it just sucked because you went to the mall and that was all there was everyone was into crop tops or tops that hit just the top of your like low-rise jeans or something and for those of us with uh pizza guts you know wasn't it wasn't a fun time so it was a little trigger warning trigger warning for those of us <laughs> I just
1: felt like it was so casual such a casual environment I mean it does feel very like a holdover from the 90s there's a there's so much like making out like especially Ugh. between Kinza and her boyfriend um whose name of course is Stony. and I just was like There are cryogenically frozen bodies on the table in front of you, and you're just going to make out next to it in a room full of other
0: doctors? Yeah, they just start going at it in front of Jason's dead body and the blonde trying to do some real work. And I was just like, is that... How old are these people? I just had so many questions. <laughs> like <laughs> why are they doing this right here? And she's like, "Just get out of here." And they're like, "Yes. Like, thank you. Let's go have sex now." They're just that's all that they're thinking about. And how old are they supposed to be? They I mean, look They're students. Some... Yeah.
1: Interns. I I mean college students. I mean, I I referred to them as the intrepid team of idiot scientists yeah. when they were on screen because I just could not Take them seriously. They were so, like, corny and all over each other. And there were so many sex jokes.
0: Ugh, yeah. When they find um, the scientist from 2010 and and they're like, take those clothes off her. And, of course, the guys are like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> like, it's, it's really gross. They act like there's no women around you know they're like oh it's a female survivor yeah that's cool (laughs) and i'm just like you guys have females like you're not the last you know handful of men on earth what what's with the what's with the gross gross take on ladies it was just weird
1: yeah the whole thing was just these comments about the women and the clothing even the military crew, they're, like, space thotties. They're, like, also in crop tops and, like, cleavage bearing. And I was like, these are your military people. And, like, what is the deal with the <laughs> yeah. costuming here? They're all in, like, knit crop, crop tops.
0: Yeah, I, I was having a hard time. The first time I – the first go through, you know, since I watched it twice, I was having a really hard time understanding who was who. I was like, these all look like idiots. The only one who makes – any sense here is sarge like he seems to know what he's doing everyone else especially the scientists seem pretty dumb it's
1: really easy to like make idiocracy jokes about this movie yes. based on how the characters behave you've got all of these really young interns and i mean apart from just the the kind of general sexist sexist nature there also is just a lot of sex in this movie too like a surprising amount of naked breasts in this
0: movie oh my god that robot girl with the nipples like what was that about i think that's where their cgi
1: budget went
0: (laughs) (laughs) and also why would the nipples just fall off like what is this a magnet what was the tech there how are they able to cryogenically free somebody and repair you know, a, a severed arm, but but not attach fake nipples to a fake boob.
1: Right. I felt like the the joke was written to be a joke, you, you know? And yeah, there's a scene with uh, Professor Lowe, who's one of the instigators of this whole thing on the ship, where he's getting some, like, BDSM nipple torture. Just uh, casual. And he's
0: wearing, like, a a negligee
1: yeah yes it's super uncomfortable right we get these like back-to-back scenes where it's the scientists who are in their knit sweaters horny around these frozen bodies and then it's some nipple torture followed immediately by the robot nipple scene it's just back-to-back and i was just like this is a lot and i was not expecting it
0: yeah and it was all so gross None of it was necessary. None of it was wanted. These people are annoying. Like, I just wanted everyone in this movie to die, except for Sarge. Everyone except Sarge.
1: <laughs> there is this funny, like, slight BDSM tilt to this movie with some of the, the clothing, the nipples, like, torture scene, of course. But then when KM gets her upgrade at the end in order to actually fight against Jason, she is outfitted in a full like Trinity from the matrix. Yeah. You know, her, she's got her leather get up. She's like corseted and it just seemed very unnecessary, but it also made me think like, yeah, this movie is coming kind of right off the heels of matrix. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that kind of future kink style was maybe kind of more popular then and maybe we just see that in this more kind of industrial like costuming and like stuff in these movies
0: yeah I mean I can attest to that (laughs) that was I mean I was in high school that was sort of what I was into I I loved Hot Topic at the time and I loved like I had this shiny pleather skirt that I would wear sometimes to school and it was just a, a style that apparently carried forward almost 500 years into the future.
1: I love it. I love, it, like, how unashamedly, like, 90s so much of this movie is.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I had Hot Topic in high school, too, but I wasn't, like, an emo scene kid. So that mm. was that was my version of Hot Topic.
0: Yeah. I liked goth, like, fake BDSM shit.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's so interesting to, to look back at the movies of this time and just realize, like, Oh, yeah. Everyone was watching Rob Zombie music videos.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then with, you know, with the credits at the end and that like sad, like emo hard rock song. I was just like, oh, yeah, this reminds me of high school. This was high school.
1: <laughs> uh, and of course, we can't leave out that a few of the sex or sex adjacent scenes do lead to death. Of course. The, the characters that we see actually having sex so the other ones are just you know a lot of you know boobs some other stuff going on but the two characters stony and kinza actually having sex that like blood in the water for jason so he's you know he seeks him out and he kills stony pretty much like either during or immediately after they have sex what a bummer yeah pretty classic uh and then our vr sim counselors at the end they of course take their tops off (laughs) they're like have sex with us they take their tops off and then he so uh, many boobs he beats them to death in their sleeping bags which is actually hilarious (laughs) it was pretty funny
0: and and there's some of this that i do appreciate it's kind of just a nod to itself as a genre i mean sex and violence it's pretty classic slasher horror trope you know that's trying to stay true to the genre but fuck it did not need to stay this true it just was like way over the top and very silly and i also just hated everyone and honestly i don't think anyone was that attractive <laughs> i agree it was i mean
1: i feel like it was sci-fi movie level attractiveness for the actors yeah but, which is like still hollywood attractive you know these are people where if you saw them at the grocery store you'd be like okay, mister. But like in movies, you're like, "Mm." (laughs) I
0: I expect (laughs) better. (laughs) I know our standards are so wildly skewed with movies. (laughs) I know. I mean, we should also just talk about in general how this movie belonged on the sci-fi channel. This felt like a fan made movie almost or like lifetime. It just did not belong in theaters.
1: (laughs) There were a lot of elements that I felt like they kind of cheaped out on i and the saddest part by far to me was the space scenes the the scenes that were actually in space Mm. or showed them looking out of the ship window and seeing the stars i was so disappointed because i mean one of the benefits of a space movie is that you can normally get these pretty incredible shots of just the enormity of space and the beauty of the stars and all of that. And it felt like they were using, it felt to me like a high school theater production with the stars. It just felt like they were doing like little holes poked through like black felt in some scenes. And it was just sad (laughs) to think that this movie was, released in 2001 when, you know, we just came off of the heels of Alien, which was released in 1979. (laughs) It was incredible. Yeah, it was so good. And it was like, you know, 22 years earlier.
0: What a disappointment. Yeah, this movie felt like a bunch of horny 14 year olds made a space movie that they thought adults might like, (laughs) like their interpretation of adulthood. That's how this movie felt to me.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: I really hated the music in this movie. It felt like they just watched a bunch of other crappy sci-fi, not not even necessarily sci-fi, just horror movies on Lifetime. Why not? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we're like, let's just borrow that. Let's just buy that music and stick it on our movie. (laughs) (laughs) When they do the regeneration of... What's his, the guy with the dreads, that, that guy, uh, Asriel. Yeah. They have this, like, magical, like, mystical music playing in the background. Like, something really magical is happening. And it's just like, is that appropriate for this movie? It, it doesn't, it sounds like, I don't know, Stargate Next Generation or something. It doesn't feel like a Jason movie at this point.
1: I feel like they're crossing too many Elements Because I think that this movie really wanted to be a science forward, like, you know, um, it really borrows heavily from Star Trek. I mean, you've even got K- KM, who is like a just a female version of Data, right? Like almost to the letter, like she is just this kind of totally objective android <laughs> built for love. Uh, But the Star Trek kind of ship building and then, you know, there's some stuff with like the Matrix that it feels like they're kind of ripping off. I just felt like it's this weird amalgamation of science fiction, like heavyweights and then like. They're like, oh yeah, like sci-fi movies, like they will do this. Not really keeping at the forefront that this should be a slasher movie. Like it sh- this should always be like a slasher movie first, and then like a sci-fi
0: movie second. If you've got Jason as your villain, like we talked about earlier, the CGI was so bad. You know, they do this, they do some cool tech in there. You know, it is a sci-fi movie. Um, we have the the regenerative ants. They look like garbage they it is very obvious that they are not in the same world Mm -hmm. you know they're it's slapped on to something real we also have this weird sim scene where these two dudes are fighting aliens and it's it's really jarring because you think these guys are actually fighting something you know that the setting looks real everything looks real but it's all fake you don't know that it's fake yet and this really terrible looking cgi alien walks into the scene and i'm like what is happening wow they they just gave up <laughs> <laughs> they just gave up on their budget here
1: i was so glad that that was revealed to be a vr training yes. sim i was i was about to be like get me out of here <laughs> <laughs>
0: Can you imagine if they also threw in aliens to this movie for some reason?
1: I mean, on the one hand, I would be like, great, more actual space things. Like, this movie could have been set on a submarine and would have made as much sense. Because they just needed an, yeah. encl- an enclosed space with a bunch of crew members for Jason to wreak havoc on. And for as little as they use the environment in this movie, like, it feels very wasted.
0: And then the characters are are just, they're either pointless or they're very obvious. They're very cliche. You know, I think this this was during a time where doctors tended to be bad guys in movies. You know, they were very <laughs> villainous. Mm-hmm. This doctor is like, I don't care how many people Jason kills. I don't care that he's killed all the grunts on this ship. I don't care. I, I want money for Jason because he's Jason and I think I'm gonna try to reason with him <laughs> and like try to offer him money it's just you're you know you have this doctor he's supposed to be this evil scientist and now he's just a fucking idiot trying to reason with Jason who's basically killed off the entire crew I know it's, it's just dumb
1: all the characters are so flat it's a bummer it's like it's funny when you watch it because it's just one of those movies where you're like, let's strap in. We're going to watch the 10th movie in a horror franchise series. We're not looking for Oscar bait here. But it's it's funny to see how thin some of these characters are and the plot lines are and the effects. And then it just
0: starts to pile up. <laughs> There's no saving this movie. <laughs> I, I do appreciate when the girl that gets rescued uh with the red shirt again i don't know any fucking names in this movie (laughs) dr rowan dr rowan thank you uh she says you know they're trying to escape jason and she's like can you just like beam us off and i was like what like you're supposed to be the smart one in this and we get the character saying beam us off you know he's like what like he's us he's us saying like why the fuck did you just say that (laughs) And I was like, why didn't you guys do this more in this movie? <laughs> you guys needed to be more self-aware.
1: Right. Like, she's from the past. Like, give us more, like, her being amazed by technology. I mean, I didn't blame her for the, like, beam us off thing because, like, they had nanobots. Like, they could, like, reattach <laughs> someone's severed arm. And so I was like, yeah, maybe they have, like,
0: teleportation technology. Who knows? Oh. And then what? what is her name? K.M. K.M. is somehow able to calculate if they can get off the ship or not you know what their chance of survival is and she says like 12 percent right
1: yeah and then the guy kisses her and she's like we just bumped up to 53
0: want to take it to 100 (laughs) what (laughs) so cheesy it's just like yeah let's use sex again let's like bring it back up and now let's Let's let this be the reason why these guys are more likely to escape the ship because of robot love. It's <laughs> so dumb. Oh, so much going on
1: in this movie. I I think that the technology, I mean, we you've already mentioned like, you know, them like not really playing it up as much as they could have. I I think the technology is so funny. Like, especially around, like, the nanobots and them using the nanobots to reconstruct Jason. Right. But it just felt so
0: underutilized. You know, I have a couple problems with that. When they put Jason back together, the nanobots made him more metallic, it looked like. It was just, like, more able to withstand any type of trauma. There was a glitch, and...
1: At this point, Jason's body is wrecked. He has, like, almost has no like, body no left. Yeah, he has no head. He's missing an arm, a leg. Um, he's shot through the stomach. It's pretty wild, and all thanks to KM. And there's a glitch with the nanobots, and so they start to try and repair him, and then they get an error error that says that there's not enough organic matter. And so they start like pulling material from the ship to rebuild him.
0: (laughs) Sure. Right. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) You know, it's just so convenient that they had somehow built in a backup for that, but they, you know, their ship is made out of tin foil. (laughs) He's like slicing through the ship with his machete, but uh, (laughs) these nanobots are able to figure out how to rebuild him with parts of the ship.
1: Yeah, he's pretty indestructible at that point.
0: Yeah. You know, another thing that drove me nuts about the nanobots is they so easily could have tied in to the point of the movie, which was Jason was being saved originally so that research could be done on his resurrection ability. Right. Right. They hinted this in the beginning. They even show, you know, in the opening credits, there's, like, shots of doctors poking at him and doing stuff to him, right?
1: Yes. And that plot is just totally abandoned. I didn't even yeah. think about that. They they set it all up that there's going to be some kind of nefarious use of his, you know, regenerative abilities. And then they just... Don't
0: do anything with
1: it, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's just a a coincidence that we have regenerative robots. What's up? Why not tie that together? That would have been very easy. You could have done some cool stuff with that. Like, ooh, Jason is in all of us now because we've all (laughs) used this technology or I don't know.
1: Right. Some kind of nice tie-in with Jason somehow connecting with those nanobots and those nanobots just yeah either going rogue and like taking over on themselves and or you know if that tech is in everybody so much wasted opportunity i think megan this means that you and i might have to reboot jason x and clean up these plot holes
0: (laughs) reboot after the reboot (laughs) (laughs) start over we could just reboot jason in space go from there.
1: Right. And we'll just call it Jason in space because that's what the people are there for.
0: I just feel like this movie had so many opportunities to use whatever tech it came up with and in a playful way with Jason. I mean, we all knew going into this movie, it was going to suck. Like it's not meant to be a great movie. It's supposed to be fun. You know, I saw Freddy versus Jason and it was fun. It was stupid, but it was fun. It was fun to laugh at. And uh, well, it was fun to laugh with. This was fine to laugh at. Because <laughs> what else could you do? I think another wasted opportunity, honestly, Kate, not so much with the movie itself, but what could have happened afterwards, is the waste of sequels. You know, this movie was bad for its own sake. But I think the way it ended left a, a sensical, at least in this universe method of bringing jason back
1: right yeah
0: do you want to know how (laughs) how
1: okay lay it out
0: okay so jason is now like terminator right he's like half machine and, and and human kind of mixed together so it makes more sense than what they've previously shown, you know, that he would survive things. But they but they didn't use that. He he's basically used as a sled, a uh, space sled with with Sarge on top of him. Sarge of course saves the day because he's awesome mm-hmm. and rides Jason through Earth 2's atmosphere <laughs> <laughs> into a lake, uh, you know, uh, and 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 you see his face sort of like or the metal part of his face like fall into the to the bottom of the lake, and this is a great opportunity to regenerate Jason with right. He's made out of this uh, regenerative material. Like he's 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 got himself. Uh, he's got this metal. Most of him is made of metal. You know, maybe he could be put back together. Uh, maybe they could find some of those robots on him, you There's know, a whole regenerating new Earth. him. Yeah, yeah. And instead of that, we get Freddy versus Jason next, which is fun, but totally not yeah, along this storyline. And uh, then the reboot, and that's it. You know, Ugh. I I thought that was such a waste. It was hilarious to see <laughs> him uh, <laughs> sledding down to Earth, but.
1: I love that you call it really sledding. Wild. In my notes, I refer to it as um, he got jetpacked <laughs> by Sarge. Either way.
0: <laughs> he just looked like he was, like, sliding through the fire. Like, <laughs> and I felt so bad for Sarge getting burned up. You know, obviously he's not coming back.
1: Another noble sacrifice in this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, this whole movie was just Wild. It was 90 minutes of who knows what's going to happen next. And then after a period of time going, oh, I guess I know what's going to happen next.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jason's just going to be Jason. Not a good movie. Don't recommend.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I would give this one like one hockey mask out of five.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One space sled out of of five for me.
1: It's a rough one. It's not the worst thing that you could watch, but there are certainly other things you could do with your time. I want to go to our season segment. Yes. Let's talk about MVP, LVP and tech. Yes, let's turn it off with a high note. Let's do MVP. Okay.
0: What was your MVP for the for the movie for this crew?
1: So, I picked KM. I think Ow. I think anyone watching this movie, all ten of you, would say Sarge is probably the MVP. Um, and I would I would think that he's a pretty solid choice. But I picked KM because she uh, went through the upgrades, and she was the person who did the most appreciable damage to Jason. And had he not caused that glitch with the nanobots he seems like he might have actually been taken out she was able to fully attack him in a way that destroyed his head and took off parts of his body in ways that don't seem like it had happened before and so I thought that that was a pretty solid effort and she wasn't as much of a drag as the other crew members
0: No, she wasn't. And I did feel bad for her at the end when she just becomes a head. (laughs) She's kind of a head for a long time. Yeah. And this actress is just like basically tucked under this dude's arm the rest of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) It looks so miserable. So props to the actress as well. Who was your MVP? I am in that predictable group of folks who, who would choose the sergeant as the mvp he he took this thing seriously he's basically the only one on this crew aside from uh the the original doctor who is taking this thing seriously he denies a bribe of five hundred thousand dollars and uh that's pretty hot i was like "Ooh, i like this guy (laughs) i love a good a good guy who denies a bribe (laughs) a good ethical man yeah and then, of course his his space letting at the end was a was the final uh nail in his m v p coffin
1: <laughs> and what a glorious <laughs> coffin it is. <laughs> who is your l v p
0: oh, my l v p was a uh, green crop top girl
1: mm Kinza
0: yeah, she's awful. She does like nothing. She just cries and fucks her boyfriend and won't let them into the escape pod for no reason. And then she blows it up. <laughs> yeah. She gloriously blows up
1: the escape pod because she doesn't realize that the fuel line is still attached, even though they're yelling Ugh. at her that the fuel line is still attached.
0: Yeah, she sucks. I, I-, I did not like her Absolutely at all. horrible. Who'd you pick?
1: I picked Professor Lowe. He was very greedy, not an ethical man. He was no. really motivated by the, the financials of someone wanting to potentially co- quote unquote collect Jason um, because he was infamous even in twenty four fifty
0: five. No more hockey, but these guys know about Jason,
1: <laughs> right? And I it really sealed the deal for me that he was my least, you know, valuable player on this crew. When Dr. Rowan, who was alive at the same time Jason was, is telling uh, Professor Lowe that Jason cannot be killed. And then he starts mansplaining to her, like, oh, he's very dead. I'm not going to listen to you. And then eventually she just says, well, let's go check on him. And of course, immediately they're like, oh, he's gone. It was just so frustrating. (laughs)
0: Yeah, he was an annoying, annoying professor with annoying kinks also. So I guess all we have left is our favorite unlikely tech, which this movie has got a lot of, I think, to pick from.
1: It was hard to pick. I had a long list going of things that I wanted to talk about, but I think that we covered so many of them. So I want to talk about... One that was actually not a far future tech, but one that was present day two thousand one tech, uh, <laughs> kind of, which was the cryogenic freezer and the mishap they had with it.
0: Oh yeah, he he, when he uh, slices through the cryogenic door. Yes, of course. So Dr.
1: Rowan and Jason, this is very beginning of the movie. This kicks off all the events. They are in a sealed room. She thinks that she's trapped Jason into this cryo chamber within this sealed room. And he machetes his way through it, sure, and stabs her (laughs) with his machete. And the cryo chamber door falls open and all the cryo juices leak out and freezes
0: the whole room. (laughs) Jeez. They really like, need to, to test to test for machete, machete uh, slicing next time. Yeah, that made no sense. The fact that the
1: cryo just freezes the whole room, it reminded me of those cartoons where someone would leave their freezer door open overnight and then they'd like wake up in the morning with like icicles coming off of their nose. Right. I was like, that's not how any of this works. That's
0: exactly what it was like. <laughs> Oh my gosh! What about you? Well, I get, I get caught up on these UIs quite a bit in these space movies, and this uh, was no different. I, I really couldn't stand the vital screen that was always up
1: mm, with the turning body.
0: They're always working on somebody, right? And and it's just flashing and there's giant colors and you can barely read the font. It's just this weird, like, techie, like, robot hard hard-to-read font. And, yeah, there's always somebody's body spinning in circles. And I'm just like, who is that helping? <laughs> this is like an epileptic's nightmare.
1: I love to think about that it's someone's job on a movie production to design future UI, right? Like there's someone on set, and we're going to see this over and over this season, so I I love it, where they have to decide like, oh, in the future, um, we revert back to um, (laughs) like command line, like where it's like, you know, black and green versus this like overly convoluted UI that we see here uh in jason x and just thinking about this this person who's a designer thinking like oh yeah in a thousand years this is definitely what computers are gonna look like
0: <laughs> yeah they're gonna flash and be crazy and not useful at all just just there <laughs> yeah it, it was driving me nuts but also you know well this whole movie is kind of driving me nuts so it fits it makes sense
1: what a time. I will probably... What a time
0: to be alive.
1: <laughs> I will probably not watch any other Jason movie except for Freddy versus Jason because I have heard that that one's pretty fun.
0: It's fun. I, I actually rented it immediately after watching this. I, I think I just needed to purge my uh, my brain a little bit and, and enjoy Jason for a minute. It, it's, it's silly. Uh, but what really brings it alive is Freddy Krueger. You know he's he can talk, helpful. And, yeah, he's a little more interesting than uh, our friend Jason.
1: Similarly, I watched uh, Mama Mia after I watched Jason X. So
0: yeah, <laughs> very pretty... different.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that you guys at least got to laugh along with us as we went through Jason X, and I guess choose to watch it at your discretion.
0: So we'll uh, see you next week with Sunshine. Uh, I've really been looking forward to watching this one and can't wait to talk about it with Kate. It's going to be a fun one. This was not quite dead. Check out our other episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Not Quite Dead Podcast and on Twitter at NQD underscore podcast.
1: Follow our blog for bonus content at notquitedeadpodcast.com. Dead com. Thanks for listening and happy watching.